What's up, everyone? This is Chris the Heat Matthews, the host of the WrestleGeddon podcast. And I want to tell you about Anchor. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast, and they give you everything you need in one place for free, which you can use right from your phone or computer. The creation tools allow you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds great. They'll even distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere on places like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. You can easily make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. I've got nothing. I'm Chris the Heat Matthews. He's Garrett G. Money Mun. And finally, he's the Tennessee Jesus Carl Crossland. And this is episode 48 of the WrestleGeddon Podcast. And I'm, tripp- and I'm tripping on acid. What you gonna do, brother? New WWF figures got the power. Dad, is it my turn yet? It's only been ten minutes. It's been four hours. What's up with that? Oh my god! Hey yo! Oh, it's so funny, but I think you've done acid before. <laughs> oh, have I? I think so. Maybe. I could have. Uh, <laughs> uh, how are you guys doing? Fantastic. Yeah, doing, man. Doing, man. We're doing. <laughs> oh, man. It's going to be a fun week. We got quite a bit of news. Well, not quite a bit, but there's enough. Enough news in there. Some shocking, shocking news, I guess. Um, of course, we've got our weekly roundups, and then we've got night one of Fighter Fest coming up next week. So that's it's a lot of fun there, and quite a bit of news in the uh, points of articulation articulation segment later on. So tons of fun. But um, as always, be sure to follow us on Twitter at WrestleGenPod with one D. Instagram, WrestleGenPod with two Ds. Facebook.com, Wrestle. Facebook.com slash WrestleGeddonPod, also with 1D. Um, you can email us any questions, comments, concerns, anything like that at askwrestlegeddon at gmail.com. So, uh, so don't really have much for housekeeping outside of, yeah, really nothing. Nothing to follow up on from last week. Uh, well, I guess maybe we can pull a little article from the news here and do a follow-up from the, the state out. Uh, movement on Twitter last week with um, uh, apparently Jack Gallagher has been released from WWE and the NWA vice president Dave Lagana has resigned, um, which in turn has also halted any production on anything new or upcoming from NWA. So that's why we didn't get a new edition of Carnyland this week. And I actually haven't seen anything else like what's causing all this or anything like that. Um, updated all this week either so it sucks as nwa goes into some restructuring to figure out how they're going to continue what they're going to do going forward so we shall see um hopefully we get things and hopefully we can just get some wrestling content again from nwa something they should just go to florida and start filming like everybody else is 
Mm. All right. So, yeah. All right. You guys are awfully quiet tonight. So, discussion topic. Discussion topic. If Eric would stop playing Pokemon and pay attention to the damn podcast. We, I am paying attention to the podcast. What's talk about? <laughs> I'm trying to catch them all, Garrett. Can't help. Uh, like Pokemon, dude. Bother me. <laughs> all right. So, discussion topic this week. With the limited talent that WWE is running with right now, would unifying the titles such as the WWE and Universal, the Raw and SmackDown women's, and the tag team titles help create more interesting and compelling storylines. It would. And I came up with this idea years ago. <laughs> <laughs> years and years ago. Yeah, I, I mean, you could ask uh, Chris and Garrett. I've been bitching about uh, WWE having too many titles <laughs> for a while Too many now. titles. They need to all have one title. They need to not be 25. <laughs> I mean, honestly, Carl and I were talking about this the other day. It's I liked when the original draft happened that the uh, WWE champion went between both shows, women's champion went between both shows, and the tag teams went between both shows, tag team champions. To me, I think that keeps your storylines fresh. So you're not constantly seeing the same people feuding over the title over and over again. You know, you get your typical, you know, three match story arc that WWE likes to do. And then you can move that person like, oh, so-and-so on SmackDown was talking shit about me. Or, you know, they interfered in my matchup, almost having me lose or something like that. And then you know you can transfer, you know, transfer them into a SmackDown storyline with whoever the top contender is. But I would leave, but leaving the U.S. title and the IC title alone, so there's still a, um, not really stagnant, but like exclusive title on each show to kind of give people still an interest in watching for other reasons besides seeing like Drew McIntyre go to SmackDown and defend against whoever or vice versa. Yeah. I mean, to me, it just makes your, your titles worth more if you have less of them. And I totally agree on that. What do you think, Garrett? I mean, I think it, I kind of agree now, like, especially with like some of the titles, especially WWE, they don't know what to do with. So if we don't know what to do with it, what's the point in having it? So like perfect example is they'd have no idea what to do with the tag team champion, the women tag team championships, except for when Sasha and Bailey have them. They actually defend them all the time, but no one cares about Sasha and Bailey with the fucking tag titles. So it's, <laughs> uh, you know, like I know I don't. Um, so it's just, I obnoxious. I'm sure you do. You like staring at their ass. Fucking ass man. Uh anyways. I had that one coming. Anyways, uh <laughs> <You did. laughs> but uh I mean yeah, I mean I still think they should keep like, you know, they could unify like the world championship. I don't see a problem with that. Um 
if they did, I, I still think they should probably keep U.S. and Intercontinental. Um, but I mean, they don't have to. They definitely don't have to. And then you know, just have one tag titles. I definitely agree that's better. And I think too, like I was kind of talking with Chris about earlier, the way that you know all this kind of disease shit's kind of messed everything up. I think it'll help because there's not as much talent there. So it kind of helps with like having better storylines since there's not so many people there. So they don't have like five what, trillion people. Or what they could do is just, you know, cancel Raw and SmackDown and just have it all be NXT since I mean, that seems to be the better product <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I mean, it's true. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of, uh, I guess this week on SmackDown, uh, they're doing a uh, tribute to Undertaker, so they're showing that whole entire match with him and Styles. So I guess because they ran out of shit to talk about. They're showing the Boneyard match? Yes. The whole entire thing. Is, Cause, it, cause we is it like unedited or something? Because we can't just go on the network and watch it on WrestleMania. Exactly. Well, I think, too, because remember I was telling you they were having problems with one of the SmackDown things with all the COVID stuff. And I think this is the episode, so maybe they just don't have anything recorded. So they just are going to put, you like... What, WWE, give bit. me a couple pillows, and I can put together a pretty good match for you. I'll just wrestle pillows. Oh, God. <laughs> I, I don't know. Just stop. <laughs> <laughs> oh man why not just hire Sammy and Ricky Starks and they can just wrestle a mop and broom for two hours <laughs> I mean don't get me wrong the Boneyard match was a decent match but hell there's like better matches with the Undertaker that you could air if you're just going to re-air old matches yeah I think they're looking at that just to play off the um, finale of the, the last ride documentary Oh yeah, that's true too. Which that was actually pretty good. Uh, it was quite informative. I know you didn't make it past the first episode, but it got better. And you know, I didn't Did even it? watch it. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I don't think Garrett even knows who the Undertaker is. Do you get? Do I? I don't know who the Undertaker is. Who's that? He started wrestling before like two thousand five. You don't know? Oh yeah, I definitely don't know who <laughs> it is. The, he's the guy. He's the guy that wrestles at uh, WrestleMania. <laughs> he's that he's that weird looking demonic guy, right? The goth guy. <laughs> is he the emo dude? No, I think you're talking no, about I Kevin just, Thorne. I just I just forget I just forget how young Garrett is, and like whenever I'm talking about wrestling, like I have like go say names like you should know, and then Garrett's just like, oh yeah, who's that? <laughs> uh. Garrett, yeah. does, does the name Skinner ring a bell? <laughs> nope. <laughs> and not Principal Skinner from the, from the Simpsons. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, good times. <laughs> all right. So that, that's pretty much it on the discussion topic. Um, I think we're all in agreement. WWE is rolling with too many titles right now. You need to kind of scale it back, I think, in my opinion, in all of our opinion, actually. So 
But if, uh, if you guys want to chime in on that, you can go ahead and engage us in any social media posts um, for this episode or even past episodes. Or if you just want to email us, you can do that too. We'll, we'll be glad to uh, go back and forth. Or you can join the, um, go to Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash Russellgeddon podcast with one D. And you can join conversations on there with some of the posts that we have. Yeah. And on that note, Let's uh let's jump into the news. Well, hotline fans, I have got a hotline rumor for you. The number, what's the number? Let me call the number. In the Hulkster's hotline, you may do so by dialing one nine hundred forty five four All right, so the biggest piece of news that I totally forgot to put on here, which was like the biggest thing coming out of the last ride finale, was um, Undertaker is pretty much retired. Uh, stated on the uh, on the end of the documentary that he's he's in a good place, um, feels that he can walk away, and that's, that's pretty much it. So you know if that's you know if they call him for like you know a uh, he's not he's always open to return, but at this point he doesn't feel like he needs to. So I think he's finally okay. got that that final match that he wanted to go out on with AJ Styles, which the Boneyard match was great. Um, it was definitely one of the better cinematic things that they've done. Um, uh, definitely in comparison to the Street Profits and the Viking Raiders. <laughs> and uh, that backlot brawl match. So. But, uh, yeah, so you think about Carl and I who have pretty much been watching the undertaker since he debuted in wwf garrett who probably started watching him you know tail end of the attitude era shut your mouth into ruthless aggression <laughs> garrett's more of a uh, his youth is more the american badass undertaker the best version there is keep rolling 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 <laughs> Dead man walking. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember. Did he come out to the Limp Biscuit song first or the American Badass song first? Uh, I think it was Limp Biscuit. Yeah. I know he switched it up. Like, he came out to, like, keep rolling, rolling, rolling. Yeah, and I think then, it was uh, He did the, I am American Badass. <laughs> Yeah, I think the kid. I think Kid Rock was second. I think Limp Biscuit was first. Because when okay. I, when he switched over to the gimmick, I think Limp Biscuit was a little more popular. Mm-hmm. And after like a couple years of using that one, he switched to the Kid Rock. But uh, yeah, so that was the biggest piece of news coming out of this week. Um, I mean, if you guys had to pick one defining match. For the Undertaker, like if there's someone that you're talking to who has never seen the Undertaker wrestle or never seen a match of the Undertakers before, just getting into wrestling, what match would you pick that defined who the Undertaker was in the ring? Ooh, I mean that's a tough question because like his career is so. Long. I want to say one of my favorites, and it may not be like everybody's favorite. Oh, we lost Carl. Oh, no. 
Oh, uh, no. Oh, apparently nobody wants to hear his favorite Undertaker match. It just kicked him off. <laughs> so basically what you guys need to know is Carl's favorite WrestleMania ma- or fucking Undertaker match is to Undertaker be continued. Come on. <laughs> to be continued. Next time on the WrestleGaden podcast. <laughs> Carl's back. Will Did Carl he- give his answer? Did he give his answer? No. <laughs> no. Uh, I was saying, uh, it like for me as a kid, like what kind of the like the most iconic match I remember with the Undertaker is the I can't can't remember what pay per view it was, but it was the Undertaker versus Yokozuna in the casket match. Oh yeah, you remember that? Yep. And then Where Yokozuna beat like, him. And then like yeah, all it took like every stars, single. Every single heel in the locker room for Yokozuna to beat the Undertaker. Wow! That's Have you seen I'm... that, Garrett? Uh, I think I've seen bits and pieces of it, but I don't. I know I haven't seen all of it. You, you, you should definitely see. watch it. Definitely watch it. That match. I remember being like awestruck in that match, like especially after like Undertaker had been put in the casket. And then you saw him like the video lightning, which like the video screen showed up with the like, Undertaker in the casket, and then all of a sudden he like look and his eyes would pop open, and then it was like lightning struck the casket or something. And then Paul Bearer was in the middle of the ring with the urn, and it had the light like shooting out of the urn. Yeah, it was it was pretty good. It was that was um like the production value for that was was freaking phenomenal, and it really. That really does stick out as like a like a defining moment for the Undertaker. Speaking of that, I, and this may have been on that last ride thing, but I saw a thing with uh, I guess Undertaker was talking about like Yokozuna when he first got there, and that uh, he wanted to work with him, and then Vince ended up setting him up with Jack Gonzalez instead. Yeah, for that <laughs> uh that WrestleMania match. Yeah. yeah, I was dying. I was like, that's great. That um, put uh, CD fucking CD fucking gorilla. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, fucking Vince. Good lord, even then he should have retired. <laughs> <laughs> Always should have retired. Fucking giant Gonzalez, such a waste. Um, Undertaker versus mankind. Uh, Hell in a Cell. Hell in a Cell, definitely. Yep. I think that that definitely put uh, Mick Foley on the map. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I think for me, it's kind of it's tough. Like that the match, the casket match with him and Yokozuna. Um, I would probably say one of the other ones, the um the ladder match with him and Jeff Hardy from Raw. Yep. Yeah, that was really a good match. Badass Undertaker. Um. There's that. There's um, like any of his matches with Edge were fantastic. Mm-hmm. Is, All the matches were Michaels are really good too. But um, I think my standout, honestly, is a lot of people really don't like this match. Kind of, I see a lot of people shit on it, but Undertaker versus Punk. Yeah, I thought he was gonna say I Taker think- versus Taker. 
Taker versus Taker <laughs> SummerSlam. <laughs> oh my goodness! I think I think that would be one of one of those matches because like with how technical Punk was in the ring, it really gelled with Undertaker's brawling style. And then they, and especially too, like Undertaker worked well, like being a bigger guy, like a lot of bigger guys work well with some of the smaller guys, but just like just that whole match and that whole build up with um Undertaker, um, Punk stealing the urn, um, all that other stuff was just it was a great, great build up for that. But then, but the Undertaker versus Bray Wyatt. Had a great build up, but the match was kind of lackluster. Oh, it's kind of like, yeah. but, oh. but yeah, I'd we probably say, have, wait, 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 we can have the best match ever Undertaker versus John Cena at WrestleMania. Whoa, buddy. No, man, greatest match Undertaker, ever. Greatest best Undertaker match. match ever is Undertaker versus Goldberg at Super Showdown, Crown Jewel, or whatever it was. Is that the one where he uh, broke his uh, neck or whatever? <laughs> where he almost yeah. almost broke his neck. <laughs> but he's had some pretty good matches with uh, Kane. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, the Inferno match is one that definitely sticks out. He had a good match with Randy Orton um, when Randy Orton was supposed to be like the Legend Killer. I forgot what WrestleMania that was. I know they wrestled. They did a SummerSlam match too, in uh, DC. It was like SummerSlam. It was like 2003. I think it was 2004. So I was in attendance for that one. And it was um, Undertaker versus Randy Orton, and I think Bob Orton got involved and um, cost Undertaker the match. So. That was cool. But any of like the buried alive matches, casket matches, pretty much Undertaker's you know forte. So. <sighs> Yeah. Except for that so you pick? match with Mark Henry. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah, that one was pretty bad. <laughs> there was some good spots in that one though, like where um Undertaker dove out of the ring and dove over the uh the, the casket onto Mark Henry. Yeah, that was pretty good. So there were some good spots in that match, but yeah. See, so some uh, some matches you can check out if you're um, new to wrestling or you know uh, pretty much if you're new to wrestling you haven't seen the anything older from the Undertaker definitely check that stuff out. So, uh, what else we got news wise? We've got um, several WWE talent testing positive for COVID nineteen this past week. Um, among them is Kayla Braxton. Uh, which is actually her second time having it. Uh, Adam Pierce and Young all tested positive. Um, The biggest thing with this is Renee Young testing positive for it. Um, As we saw this week on AEW, they said that Mox would not be in attendance because he had come in contact with someone um, who had tested positive for COVID. And, of course, ends up being Renee Young. So the biggest question coming out of this is how will this affect Fighter Fest for night two with Mox versus Cage. Like, will we see, like, will Mox be good to go, like, quarantine for two weeks, um, let it run its course, you know, if he actually does test positive for it. Um, 
or well, you know, like what's going to happen with that? That's I think that's the biggest question is like, what does AEW do if Mox is unable to defend the title at Fighter Fest? I really hope they don't strip uh, him of it. <laughs> that would kind of suck. But I mean, no, hopefully they one. just they'll either push it back or they'll just have it. Who knows? Fuck like that. I, I told say Chris, just, they should they should just put a they should just put a mask on Moxley and just have him wrestle. <laughs> I mean, uh, and fuck it. You come out wearing like a full face luchador mask. Yeah. This is like Mox across the front with the barbed wire. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I doubt they will do that, though. But I mean, he's ugly yeah. anyways. He's ugly. <laughs> oh, man. I, I vote for strip him of the title because I, it's no secret. I'm not a fan of Mox. Was not a fan of him as Dean Ambrose. Um, has he had good matches? Yes. Is he talented? Yes. I'm just not a fan. What about when he was in TNA? I wasn't watching TNA. That wasn't like they were doing that week, like pay for the pay-per-view type thing. No. <laughs> I wasn't paying $14 every week to watch TNA. It's <laughs> crazy, man. <laughs> and I missed a lot of good stuff with like CM Punk and Raven and crazy stuff, but all right, so um, yeah, so that's Mox versus Cage. We'll see what actually happens in the next couple of weeks. Uh, what else we got? FS1 cancels WWE backstage. Um, reasoning behind that was due to uh, poor ratings and budget cuts. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, not even our second city saint could save that show. <laughs> oh man. So where does Punk go now? <laughs> right. Renee Young will always have something to do. So, I mean, they'll probably put her on like the bump or something. Don't really care much for that. Uh, let's see what else we got. Zicky Dice uh, apparently was granted his release from his NWA contract. Um, I guess NWA had released a statement that if anyone is not happy in the current direction that NWA was going, um, they're more than welcome to request a release and it will be granted. So Zicky Dice, who was the last TV champion, well, was the reigning NWA TV champion, has been released from his contract. So I know Garrett doesn't really give a shit, but Carl, where do you think Zicky's going to end up? Um, I don't know as of yet, but, um, uh, um, I could see him going to either um, like Ring of Honor or um, uh, like AEW somewhere that could use him. All right. So you want to know what I hope? I hope they sign the fanny pack. I hope hope. exactly. I hope they sign the fanny pack to like a like a a long term deal. Hey, uh, (laughs) he gave away his fanny pack on his uh. On his uh, Twitch stream the other night. Oh my goodness! Yep. But they, I mean, hell, if it was me, I would sign him to Raw. He's better than half the fucking people up there. <laughs> uh, 
the one thing I would say um, with that though, I don't think I I don't see him having the I don't know, I don't see him being in WWE. I, even if he went there, I don't think they would use him to where it would matter. I think they would change his character. Like he wouldn't be like you know the like the outlandish character Outlander. he is now. They'd probably change it to something stupid. Um, I think is like if he keeps his current character, I think the best place for him. Like the best fit that I see is AEW or even Ring of Honor. Impact would be another one as well. I I don't know. Yeah, Impact probably more than AEW because AEW like they're kind of I don't know top heavy right now. Anyways, so like I feel like like TNA they don't really have like too many like standout people right now, and so like he'd immediately be top of the company. Yeah, I I say so. I think anywhere Zicky goes, I think is going to be an asset to whatever company he ends up with. So. Yeah, I mean he's better than Tessa Blanchard. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, at least two thirds of really, us are, I, are huge supporters of Zicky Dice. So yeah, I'm, I I think I, I'd like to see him in Ring of Honor though. Ring of Honor would be funny. Could you? I just picture this: Zicky Dice versus Dalton Castle. Oh God. How awesome would that be? It would be pretty awesome. <laughs> or even add Zicky Dice to the to um to the team up with Dalton Castle and Joe Hendry. So you'd have Joe Hendry, Dalton Castle, and Zicky Dice. That would be entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> oh, such awesomeness. Uh, let's see. And some other retirement news. ECW original um, Extreme Horseman founder C.W. Anderson announced his retirement this week as well. Won't get as much uh, play as The Undertaker retiring, but those of us who were fans of C.W., um, which includes myself. Definitely uh, me. Definitely <laughs> Garrett. So, um because I mean, we basically like met his entire family. Yeah, more or CW, less. CW is great. Like he's a great in-ring competitor. Um, I he's going to be sorely missed in the, in the wrestling world, and especially on the independent scene. Because it's always cool. Like you go to an independent show and you see CW's name on that card. Whatever match he's going to be in, you know he's going to deliver, and that's straight up no bullshit. CW Anderson was awesome. Raleigh native, so hey, we may run into him somewhere. You never know. C.W. Anderson. Apparently, hey, uh, they- he was at he was at one of the big time wrestling events I went to. I think he was at the one we went to too, wasn't he? I think so. He was in the uh, the ended up being a tag match with, which started off as Billy Gunn versus Buff Bagwell. And then turned into a tag match with like C.W. Anderson, someone else versus Buff and Billy Gunn. Yeah, uh, everybody, um, everybody thought he was like kept making fun of him because he's bald. Start call, stop calling him uh, like Stone Cold. <laughs> and, and those are the people that have no idea who C.W. Anderson is. <laughs> I mean, I think they knew who he was. I think they're just trolling them. Yeah, he'd be surprised. I mean, he was in ECW for a while, right? Yeah, it was um 
towards the end of ECW though when they were like on TNN. So it wasn't like um during like the like the prime prime spot. Yeah, I mean I know he w but yeah, I know he wouldn't like on versus like Raven or anything like that. Yeah. No, but I mean I was like like the he was brought in like after like a lot of the, the big talent was being um pilfered from ECW. So <clears throat> but um yeah. So two retirements this week, Undertaker and CW Anderson. Um you'll hear you'll hear more of Undertaker retiring than you will CW Anderson, unfortunately. So. Uh, well, I mean understand understandably though, like don't get me yeah. wrong, CW Anderson is a decent wrestler, but <laughs> Undertaker was <laughs> Yeah, Undertaker is Undertaker pretty much became a household name strictly by doing by wrestling whereas you know hogan and the rock and austin all kind of branched out and did movies and things like that tv shows and became a household name that way um more so with rock and austin like hogan well even hogan because he he did rocky and that put him a little bit more on the map as well while portraying thunder lips (laughs) but undertaker mainstay wwe for 30 years and you know, became like everyone knows who the Undertaker is. Wrestling fans, non-wrestling fans, everyone knows who the Undertaker is. Even Tom Segura knows who the Undertaker is. Yeah. Douchebag. That's going to wrap up the news. We're going to Take a quick break here, then we'll be back with our Get in the Ring segment. We'll run down some of the weekly happenings, and we'll talk uh, night one of AEW Spider Fest. So it should be a lot of fun, so stay tuned, and we'll be right back. What's up, WrestleGeddon Podcast fans? This is Rose with Bright Rose Events. Here to announce we have a new subscription box for all your tingling sensations. Check out www.cratejoy.com and research dates in a box. Even wrestling fans need love too. And so you can get your wrestle on with the one you love. Have a date night delivered to your house every month for you and that special someone. That's www.cratejoy.com. Searching dates in a box. All right, fellas, let's uh, let's get in the ring. Smackdown saw the debut of the original bro, the king of bros, Matt Riddle. Bro. Debuted, debuted and picked up a win over AJ Styles, which is amazing that they would put Matt Riddle immediately over AJ Styles. But, um, from what I heard, it was a pretty good match. Yeah, it was pretty good. 
Um, he's also like Daniel Bryan and like Gulak had a thing in it too. Honestly, I would honestly really hope, and I think it would be kind of cool if they did it, if they put uh, they brought back uh Riddle, uh Bryan and uh, they brought back Riddle Bryan and um Gulak's team. I think that would be really cool. That'd be pretty cool. Because I can't remember what they were called. They because they wrestled they wrestled all together in that and evolve together. I can't remember their team name. Um, but they all wrestled together as like as like a faction. Nice. Let's go yeah. To uh, go to the Google machine here, and I don't remember what it was called. Because um, that was like the whole big thing when like. Yeah, you'll figure it out. I can't remember what they were called. They all wrestled together in Evolve. Let's see. Fill in dead air. Let's see. Riddle and Gulak have competed against each other before NXT as well as Evolve. Wow, Chris uh, is trying to figure that out, y'all. I just want to know that I'm sitting here completely naked, laying in the bed, uh, recording this podcast. My ears have just been sexually assaulted. <laughs> uh, let's see. Riddle is part of Catchpoint, popular faction That's in it. Evolve. That's it. Yep. They were all in the same thing together. They were all part of Catchpoint. Really? At one time, pretty sure, sounds, almost possible. Sounds like a that sounds like a bad '80s um, action movie. Catchpoint. It was um, <laughs> Daniel Bryan was not in Catchpoint. It was um, who's the other person then? Uh, Riddle and Gulak. Other notable members of the faction were T.J. Perkins and Tracy Williams. Got you. Hot sauce. Well, I read Tracy something Bro- about the three of them getting together though. Uh, Gulak, um, Riddle wants to bring back Catchpoint. And yeah. have it be Black and Daniel Bryan and himself. That's it. Yep. That would be still really cool, though. That would Let's be just cool. change the name, though. Catchpoint. Catchpoint sounds like a bad uh, 80s action movie. <laughs> oh, it does. And it sounds like it'd have Steven Seagal starring in it. <laughs> <laughs> and not like, not like yep. thin Steven Seagal, like late 80s, like chubbier Steven Seagal. <laughs> or like 90s. No, he was so thin back then. So, so people, yeah, people are saying, people are saying though, he's a, uh, he sent like some kind of deal. He's supposed to be making like seven action movies, but he's like severely overweight now and like fighting people in chairs and shit. <laughs> Steven Seagal was terrible to begin with. My like, mom loved him. Never, I was never a Seagal fan. I was every a mom, fan. every mom loved him. Yeah, I was a Jean Claude Van Damme fan in the nineties. <laughs> I remember we tried my myself and uh, two of my friends, like we tried to go see Hard Target at one of the local theaters, and they wouldn't let us in because it was radar. So we had to have um my friend's mom's boyfriend who dropped us off. Like he waited for us just to make sure we got in. So we had to have him come up and tell them it was okay for us to see the movie <laughs> just so we could get in the damn theater. 
Oh man. Oh, uh, uh, that that uh, that one movie was pretty good though. I ain't gonna lie. I liked it. Um, the one with uh, DMX and Anthony Anderson. Uh, Tom Arnold was in it. You know what I'm talking about? That was a Steven Seagal movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it had uh, DMX and um, Anthony Anderson and Tom Arnold. Uh, what's that one girl's name? Can't think of it. She played like a lot of white gangster movie action movies in the like 2000s. Uh, no I have idea. No clue. No idea what you're Come talking on. about. DMX. Yeah, I know who DMX is. Nobody, nobody gives a shit about DMX. <laughs> Anthony Anderson back when he was like Chubby. <laughs> they, had, they had a movie with Steven Seagal. Uh, Beyond the Law? No. That came out in 2019. Yeah, no, this came out in like 2001. Or it's got DMX in it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I like that. That's like the only Steven Seagal movie I like, but I can't remember the name of it, so that shows you how good it was. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the only one where his like, wife... Exit Wounds. Her death, it was like... Some cool black guys. Exit wounds. That's it. Exit wounds. It came out in uh, 2001. Awesome. Well, yeah, uh, man, can uh, we Michael, get back on track. <laughs> Michael J. White, Tom Arnold. <laughs> I mean, we're just talking about fucking like actors now. We're not even talking about wrestling anymore. Damn. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, it's fine. No, it is. I'm just fucking. It doesn't really matter. I put this next part in just so I could yell about it because it, it it really uh, bothered me. To know it's talking about uh, Bailey and Sasha's irritating commentary for no reason, absolutely no reason. It was so fucking terrible. Oh, it it. So they had a match between the New Day and Lucha House Party. The match was ruined. By Bailey and Sasha's commentary, I couldn't even Why? watch the match because. Why of were it. they on commentary to begin with? During so they're on commentary because they're basically like running down the women's division, and they ended up setting up a match between Nikki Cross and Sasha Banks like later on because she came out and attacked both of them. Well, that makes no sense to do that during a men's tag team match. Why would they do that during like the freaking um like a women's match or something? Yeah, was was, another, there was another stupid. women's match on SmackDown, wasn't there? Besides, I think so. Sasha and Nikki. Was stupid. Stop, was being, stupid. Stop, stop being sexist, Chris. Like women can commentary. Women can commentary whenever they want, but if you're <laughs> using it to build a, to set a match for later <laughs> in the night, and you're in a men, doing commentary on a men's tag team match, running down the women's division, that makes no sense. Stupid. <laughs> out there for a purpose. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> it annoyed the hell out of me. Oh, man. But the biggest thing to come out of SmackDown is the return of the Eater of Worlds, Bray Wyatt, to uh, further the feud with Braun Strowman. The vignettes on this were awesome. 
like the the whole the whole promo thing was was by far like the the best part of SmackDown. So I'm excited. Yeah. I'm really excited to see where this goes. But the one thing I did say um, after this had aired was um, I'm very surprised that none of the AEW marks were attacking WWE for doing a like Matt Hardy type thing with Bray Wyatt. Well, I mean, yeah. you and I were talking about too with like how Bray Wyatt's doing it better than Matt Hardy. The multi-personality thing. Yes. Yes. I will I will totally defend that with you know all the the life in my body. Which I think I mean I said this I said to kind of support you too. I feel like Bray Wyatt's characters are better. Like his overall characters he has to pick from are better. Be now granted, I'm just saying if we get like a Husky Harris Bray Wyatt come back, (laughs) you know, I don't really want to see that. Just throwing that out there. Be honest though, didn't uh didn't uh, the Eater of Worlds, Bray Wyatt, though, didn't he sound like a little bit like uh, Snell from uh, Ozarks to you? Or have you seen Ozarks? Never I've seen it. Not seen um, Ozark, but I know what you're me, talking about. Like, I've it, seen it, like episodes. Yeah. It seems like he was trying to lean into that Snell character from Ozarks, uh, like with his accent. Uh, I mean, well, he I, pulled I on the, the a lot of the the stuff from the original Bray Wyatt character was pulled from Wayland Mercy, right down to the Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> Wayland Mercy, oh. Wayland Mercy. Garrett probably has no idea who Wayland Mercy is. I've heard the name. Sure. <laughs> I showed him the video. I showed you the videos, didn't I, Garrett? You probably did. Remember, <laughs> like I see the kids at the park. And oh, you remember that shit? <laughs> yes, well. yes, yes. Carl shows me many a weird videos. <laughs> many, many weird videos. Many weird videos. <laughs> most of which I won't admit in public. <laughs> most of them involve dicks. <laughs> 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 oh man! Oh man! Oh. We just lost like six listeners already this week. <laughs> Man, that puts us down guys to two. Sexist. They talk about dicks all day. One of them's high on acid. God damn it. Acid, Molly. <laughs> what the fuck drug doesn't he take? <laughs> they, they, probably got mad on, they probably got mad out on our take of Steven Seagal. Like, fuck it. <laughs> How dare they say Van Damme was better? Those assholes. We're done. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, so that that was pretty much the high point of SmackDown for me from um, what I saw and what I read is um, getting the Eater of Worlds back, even if it's just briefly, just for this feud with Strowman. So. That was cool. I enjoyed that. That's like I like the fiend. I like the uh, the Mister Rogers Bray Wyatt, but the original Bray Wyatt is by far like the best. But 
Well, granted, they, they kind of wrote themselves into a corner with them. So, what what would be cool though if they if they had like somebody that could do like really cool makeup, <laughs> and they did like a like a scar around his head, you know, because like the lantern's supposed to be like the old brace head, you know, just make it he put his head back on. Yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah, it would be kind of cool. That would be awesome. Can All we right, skip so... Raw? Can we skip it? Yeah, let's skip Raw. <laughs> uh, there's... Did y'all watch it? Yeah. I've seen like bits and pieces. Yeah, I watched I didn't it, watch everything, so... though. Um, we'll just run through it real quick. Um, Ziggler was traded to Raw as part of the, the AJ Styles trade. Um, they set up a match between him and Drew for Extreme Rules. Which probably will be a pretty good match. Um, Ziggler delivers every match that he's in. Uh, we all know Drew. Drew delivers. Uh, the Viking Raiders and the Street Profits finally fucking wrestled a match. Like we've been seeing these stupid ass vignettes for months with them doing stupid shit like axe throwing and turkey leg eating and sword fighting and then that stupid shit at fucking backlash. They finally had a match, which should have been at Backlash. Um, the Street Profits uh, retained over the Viking Raiders, but then got attacked by Andrade and Angel Garza, which I'm excited about that because those two are phenomenal and great together. Uh, we had Asuka retain against Charlotte. Um, possibly getting Orton versus Big Show, which I wouldn't be surprised happens at Extreme Rules. And then the Iconics uh, lost to Sasha and Bailey. And then Sasha said she is envious and jealous of Bailey having two belts. And they kind of looked made it look like that maybe Sasha was going to tease Bailey, but instead or challenge Bailey. Instead, she challenged Asuka. So Asuka will be defending the Raw Women's Championship against Sasha. Um, again, probably at extreme rules. So there's a Raw in 30 seconds or less. <laughs> Really nothing. Sasha's gonna win the <laughs> Sasha's gonna win the Agreed. belt. And then it's gonna be and Sasha and Bailey at SummerSlam, winner takes all, all of it united to one championship. I like it, Carl. I like it. The the ultimate awesome. women's singles tag champion. Yep. <laughs> uh then you'll never see him again. Yep. One of them will oh. lose, and then they'll go pout. They'll go pout for a while. Yeah, Sasha will throw a bitch fit again, and, and then Bailey will come back as the hugger without her her fucking mom hair. We're gonna have to put extend. This is not soccer mom hair. That's Karen hair. Oh yeah, that's right. Karen hair. I forgot. Yeah. Bailey straight AJ up Styles. Hair. Forgot AJ Styles is the one with the uh, soccer mom hair. Go ahead. Bailey straight up has Karen hair. She is Karen literally hair. standing there outside a door to some store wanting to speak to the damn manager. Bailey looks like she'd call the police on Sasha for barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh. Man, I might have to edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, no. I don't know. I, I may just leave it in. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> uh, it was a good joke. It was a good joke. And that's all it is. It's a joke. Uh, we, yes. we by no means have anything, anything against any person of color. It's just a joke. Yes. Or, or barbecues. I mean, I mean, Chris is married to uh, a half Puerto Rican, half black woman. So uh, he's the farthest thing from any sort of racial. But uh, you can go ahead and think he is all you want. Because it ain't true. <laughs> Okay, uh, let's Anyways. get into NXT on that note. Uh, yeah. We kicked off the show with Cameron Grimes versus Damian Priest, uh, which was a pretty solid matchup. Um, Priest actually got jumped before the match. Um, and Grimes, the the weird thing with this, Grimes both played the, the heel both heels, this match. But they're both yeah. heels characters. Yeah, well, Priest was playing the face. Yeah, and was Grimes really was playing like heel the entire match. But uh, but my boy, my boy Cameron Grimes did uh did a pick up the win on this one. So, um, in spite of him having some of those uh his name dropping some of those allegations, which I haven't seen anything else come of that at all. So, I haven't heard anything else. So, hopefully, uh, Trevor Lee Cameron Grimes is in the clear with that as well. So, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. Uh, let's see, we had Escobar Santos take on Jake Atlas. Uh, of course, Santos picked up the win, and then they all beat down Jake Atlas. It's awesome. Uh, Killer Cross versus Bronson Reed. Of course, we all know Killer Cross from that one. Uh, Ripley versus Aaliyah. Why are we getting, why is Ripley feuding with Aaliyah of all people? She's well, feuding with Robert Stone. She's not feuding with Leah. I don't give Robert a shit. Stone. I, I don't need to see Robert Stone, Robbie E, Rob Echoes, whatever the hell you want to call him. You know, basically gimmick stealing Robbie E, who stole Zack Ryder's gimmick in like 2009 with the whole woo 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 shit. So I, I don't need to see him on TV. I'm not a fan. So it's just kind of irritating. Um, but apparently, him and Ripley are going to wrestle next week, and we all know Ripley's going to destroy him. Uh, yes. Yes. Yeah. yes, 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 yes. Which is, apparently next week sure. is uh, the great the Great American Bash for NXT. Huh. What do you know? No buildup, no nothing. <laughs> it <laughs> is now all of a sudden the Great American Bash. <laughs> I like it. Sounds so, awesome. You said Nick. You said yeah, next I think week. It's next week. Dude, don't they have it on like the weekend? <laughs> well, it's it's actually it's NXT TV. It's not it's not a an, a takeover event. It's not it's not no. a takeover event. <laughs> they're they're branding the because AEW is doing Fighter Fest. NXT is branding mm-hmm. their show next week, Great American Bash. Just to piss off pretty Cody. much. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, well, that's, I, that's a good one. okay. 
Yeah. Sounds good. Uh, I, I, I kept Master some Sun. stuff out of NXT because, uh, yeah, I didn't really care about uh, Dakota Kai wrestling because mm, I don't like uh, Gonzalez. I like Dakota Kai. So I, like Gonzalez. My... Mm. I was. I knew who was going to win that match beforehand. So, you know, um, it's one of, of course. So, yeah. uh, let's see. Uh, we had Roddy take on Dexter Loomis, which really was not a match at all. It was pretty much Roddy running away from him the yes. entire time. You know, pretty much. Hey, we got Kyle Riley back. Yes. The biggest thing that this established was is that Dexter Loomis is one creepy motherfucker. Yes. <laughs> and they, that's, <laughs> if that's what they're trying to do, they did it well. <laughs> uh, then we had the main event, which is for the NXT North American Championship and a match against Adam Cole next week for the NXT world title. Keith Lee versus Johnny Gargano versus Finn Balor. Keith Lee retains and will go on to face Adam Cole in a winner-take-all match next week for NXT's Great American Bash. <laughs> All right. Oh, man. I, I'm i really looking forward to that. So I think it, it's going to be a tough one to call. I, I have a feeling that it may not come to fruition with one of them walking out with both belts. I think someone's going to get involved and things end up being a no contest. Oh, I think I think Cole might get beat just so they can move him up to Raw or SmackDown. I think so. Yeah, I think I think it's the writing's pretty much on the wall that he's the the best talent that they get in the company. And I think it'd be a mistake not to move them up uh, on either Raw or SmackDown. I think Killer Cross is going to get involved and take out both of them. I can see that happening. But I think I think Cole is eventually going to, to the main roster. Yeah. I mean, I, with, you know, like you haven't seen Brock Lesnar in a while. Um, Edge is injured. Um, Goldberg fucking sucks. So it's like, who's the face of the company? Uh, Adam Cole is the face of the company. Put him on Raw or SmackDown, get the ball rolling, set up a feud with AJ Styles. Or, I, think, I think if he does go, since, uh, since they just Bryan. brought Riddle up. SmackDown, I think we'll see Cole go to Raw. Yeah. And end up jobbing to Randy Orton. If they had if they had if they had sense, that's what they would do. But you know. Yep. But either way, it's gonna be a pretty entertaining match. Looking forward to that. Uh so it was NXT this week, AEW. Which um, was a pretty good show as well. Uh, we had Luchasaurus take on Wardlow in the opening contest in a lumberjack match, um, which was funny watching what? fucking uh, Marco's stunt try to like beat up everybody. 
It is fucking great. I'm still waiting to AW. Book it. Marco Stunt versus Hornswoggle. Dream match of the century right there. That definitely bring in, put butts in seats. <laughs> uh, we had Sheeta uh, pretty much come out, nail her finisher, pick up the win, and then beat the shit out of Penelope Ford. <laughs> Which was great. Oh, uh, that was great. Um, one thing, we had another match. Uh, tag team matches, uh, Colt Cabana and Brody Lee taking on the undefeated team of Sonny Kiss and the bad boy Joey Janela, um, a.k.a. Bad Romance. The vignette that they showed prior to this match is freaking awesome. It's just really well done. And, like, the full thing is out there on Twitter, on AEW Twitter, so if you find that, definitely check it out. Really well done. It was great. It was just awesome, really building up this tag team. Just to have them show up on Dynamite and lose to Cabana and Brody Lee. And I honestly wouldn't be surprised if they're not even listed on this week's rankings at all. Because you think with the amount of um, matches that they've done over the last few weeks as a tag team, you think they'd be somewhere on the rankings. Mm, yep. Did I ever mention I hate Coke Cabana? Yeah, boom, every boom. Time. Colt Cabana. <laughs> yeah. Every time we bring up Colt Cabana. Yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> At least he doesn't rustle with his hands in his pockets. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, know, I, I take Orange Cassidy over Colt Ooh, Cabana. That's, that's big. Ooh, wow. That's a big stepping stone for you. Looking at 24th. All right. All right. So let's see. Let's uh, run down the rankings this week for AEW. The week of June 24th, 2020. Uh, let's start at the bottom of tag team rankings. Private Party, four and two. The Natural Nightmares, five and one. The Young Bucks, three and two. The Dark Order, still undefeated at six and oh. And the best friends ten and three, with uh, Omega and Hangman Page sitting at eight and zero as your tag team champions. Uh, AEW women's rankings: Doctor Britt Baker, who of course is injured at four and four; uh, Chris Statlander, who is also sidelined due to injury, four and four; Big Swall, four and three. Big Swall is on the rankings, y'all. Goodness gracious! Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Penelope Ford. I don't like Big Swole. Really? Yeah. Right. Her gimmick ain't very. It's not very creative. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Penelope Ford is also four and three. Um, and Nyla Rose is sitting at the top of the pack at six and two. With uh, of course our AEW Women's Champion Hikaru Shida sitting at eleven and one. Uh, the men's rankings, Chris Jericho is two and one. Mr. Brody Lee is five and one. Lance Archer, seven and one. Brian Cage undefeated at four and oh because he's done nothing but squash matches. And MJF is still ranked number one at seven and oh. With uh, Cody at 13 and one as your TNT champion and world heavyweight champion John Moxley sitting at 13 and oh. Awesome. 
But still, you would think you you can't tell me that Joey Janela and Sonny Kiss have a worse record than Private Party. They're what two and one or three and one? I thought they had a better record than that. They've only been tagging for like four weeks. I thought it's been longer. I've well, I've only seen I only seen two matches, but I would assume they may have wrestled uh, in the in between. The one I seen. Huh. That's crazy. And how are the Young Bucks at three and two, ranked third overall in the tag team rankings? Because of their Young Bucks, <laughs> and they own part. But of wouldn't, wouldn't you think a record of five and one is better than a three and two record? Well, you know, records matter, Chris, <laughs> or they don't. When they even even private parties, four and two. So they should be young bucks should be ranked at the bottom, right? If I'm reading this correctly, Chris, they're the young. They're the I don't young give bucks. a shit if they're the young bucks. They have the worst win loss record this year of three and two. They should be at the bottom of the pack, not number three. <laughs> oh man, fucking AEW. These rankings are bullshit. <laughs> Bullshit rankings, AEW. So we tweak to Cody, Cody and Tony Khan and tell them their ranking system sucked balls. Oh, man. All right. So another tag team match. We had F- FTR take on SCU, which was a great matchup. Unfortunately, I fell asleep before that, so I missed it. So, uh, this is like the only match I missed the entire night. Um. Uh, let's see. We had Cage, like I said, another squash match. Um, Matt Hardy took on Santana, which was a pretty good match as well. And then we had the face-off between Orange Cassidy and Chris Jericho, uh, which ended up turning into a brawl and uh, ended with Jericho going through a table with Orange Cassidy standing tall at the end of the show. So AEW ends once again with a brawl. But this time it wasn't like in a, a locker room emptying brawl. It was like a one-on-one brawl, but still ended with a brawl. What the show basically opened with a brawl, pretty much. <laughs> oh man, it's it's like the WCW formula. It's like we we close the shows with like you know fifty people in the ring beating the shit out of each other. You know? That's pretty bad. <sighs> All right, so. That was Dynamite this week, which is a pretty good show. Um, There's a lot of stuff in there, too, with Britt Baker, which was pretty good. Um, Again, she was, like, sending notes back and forth to uh, the Tony Schiavone via clothesline. Um, We did see Big Squall uh, pretty much dump a whole bunch of garbage on Britt Baker um, as she was surrounded inside, like, a plexiglass thing on the back of her Rolls Royce, which was was awesome, Really love the the stuff they're doing between Britt Baker and uh, and Big Swole right now. This is very entertaining. All right, so on that note, let's run down night one of Fighter Fest, which will be next week, uh, which is July the eighth or July the first. Sorry, 
Yeah, night one is the first. Night two is the eighth. I'm sitting. I got the dates right in front of me, and I'm sitting here like getting them mixed up. So, so uh, for night one for Fighter Fest, we have on tap AW Tag Team Championship match with Omega and Hangman Page taking on the Best Friends. Um, I don't see the Best Friends winning the tag team titles, unfortunately. So, um, I, Omega and Hangman are going to retain. Um, I'm a big fan of Hangman and. Uh... Page and um, uh, Page and um, fucking um, shit. Omega. <laughs> Omega, yeah, Kenny Omega. <laughs> Forgetting one of my favorite wrestlers' names in the middle of thing. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm a big fan of both of my single competitors, but uh, I rather see best friends, like an actual tag team, have the tag team titles. This is my perspective on. All right. Who you got, Garrett? Uh, as much as I would love to see Chucky T and Trinity B win the titles, I don't see it. I hope so. Yeah. I really want to. I think they're great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah. So. It's going to be a great fuck match, you, though. Fuck you, Garrett. Fuck you. <laughs> Just fuck you. Uh, next on tap for night one, we've got the AEW Women's Championship. The Karashita defending against Penelope Ford. Um, I see Shida retaining and moving on to night two or week two or whatever uh, to defend the title against Nyla Rose. Uh, cheetah. Uh, cheetah. Next, <laughs> I'm gonna go with uh, Penelope Ford because she's hotter. <laughs> go figure. Uh, cheetah and cheetah. Next. <laughs> oh boy. A and A W T N T Championship match for the unfinished. TNT Championship title. Maybe they'll actually have it finished by next week, which I highly doubt. Uh, Cody defending against Jake Hager. Um, Cody. Yeah, Cody, definitely. Uh, I say, Cody, you're fucking champion in the goddamn company that you run. Fuck you. Give it to Hager. And let's keep the party going. <laughs> Upsets all night, baby. <laughs> all right. And the undefeated this year, number one ranked men's singles competitor, MJF, will be teaming with Wardlow to take on Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. Um, I'm going with MJF and Wardlow on this one. I am too. Fucking MJF, the best thing going today. <laughs> Damn it. What you got, Garrett? Did we lose Garrett? He's probably going to say Luchasaurus. And I'm here. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm going to give a Carl answer. My Carl answer is this. 
you know, there's teams like the Midnight Express, the All Night Express, you know, and I want to <laughs> go to the Backyard <laughs> Express. But uh, my favorite express is the Jurassic Express, and that's who's winning. <laughs> the, the Backyard Express? I like it. <laughs> the Cowboy Jim Bob Toodle Band Express? Oh, yeah. Some kid jumping, some kid jumping off a trampoline with like a fucking <laughs> aluminum pole belt. Uh, everyone knows. Baby. Everyone knows your backyard title, your backyard federation wasn't legit unless you had a title belt made from a cardboard box and duct tape. Yep. Anything you else? You're you an amateur. You gotta have the aluminum pole, man. Nah, man. Make it mine shiny. was made out of a mine was made out of a Sega Genesis box <laughs> and some duct tape. <laughs> oh, good times! <laughs> All right, and finally we have Private Party taking on Santana and Ortiz, which, in my opinion, will probably end up being like one of the standout matches for night one. Um. I can see Private Party picking up a uh, desperately needed win here, or um, I actually I think Santana and Ortiz actually need the win because they weren't even on the rankings. Yeah, yeah, I'm going with the uh, Private Patty. Private Patty. I'm gonna go with Santana Ortiz just because I don't think they've had a win in a while, have they? I I don't know because I don't think. I don't recall them having like wrestled very many tag matches this year. And if they have, I think they've lost majority of them. Yeah, so I'm Hell, I feel like I they've think... wrestled more singles fucking matches this year. Singles matches are like multi tag matches, but yeah. So yeah, all right. Okay, so that's uh that's night one of Fighter Fest. Uh, next week we'll uh run down results from that of course in our weekly wrap up and then we'll preview uh night two of fighter fest which we'll have i think it's still up in the (laughs) 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 night two we'll have john moxley versus brian cage um i'm i still think that's going to be up in the air um one of the matches i'm looking forward to orange cassidy versus chris jericho i'm uh with yeah, we know why you're not. Shut up. Um, FTR and the Bucks teaming, teaming up against the take on the Butcher and the Blade and the Lucha Bros. Some random ass match of Lance Archer taking on Joey Janela. Uh, Nyla Rose will be taking on the winner of Hikaru Shida and Penelope Ford. And six man tag, six man tag, SCU versus Colt Cabana and the Dark Order, Stu Grayson and Mr. Brody Lee. So that is your Thanks. night two rundown for Fighter Fest. So that's going to wrap up our Get in the Ring segment. We're going to uh, take a quick break, and we'll be back with our uh, points of articulation, weekly trivia, and, of course, our week four fantasy bookings. Who's going to take home the win this week? Are we going to tie? Are I touching I don't know. That, that's... Oh, my God. Shut up. <laughs> Oh man, can't take you anywhere. <laughs> so, 
Oh. All right, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Yeah, I read about your podcast, um, the Wrestle Getting podcast, and I wish you guys the best of luck. And I, and if you guys have been born strong, I've been. I hope you guys go strong even further, like even longer in this lifetime. You know, I want you guys to have the best of everything. So know that I'm proud, and I'm sending lots of love to you, um, Chris, the Dean Matthews, Garrett, Dean, Dean, and Tennessee Jesus Carl Cross, Carl Crossland. <laughs> Sending love to you guys, all right? <laughs> all right, so let's um let's get into the points of articulation. Dogs, and they're certainly not teddy bears. Got quite a few things to run down this week. Um, Carl, if we need to go take a shit, this is your time. <laughs> so you're aware. <laughs> Uh, we had the reveal uh, Monday morning, went on sale for pre-order through entertainmentearth.com. The San Diego Comic-Con Mattel exclusive this year was, of course, none other than Mr. T. Uh, I did manage to secure myself Mr. T this year um, as I missed the Macho Man last year, so I'm pretty excited for that one. Um, also going up for pre-order was the Decade of Dominance Walmart exclusive Wave 2. Uh, which, of course, features uh, Kane from when he first unmasked, um, Beth Phoenix, uh, The Big Show, and like a couple other ones. So really the only hey, two hey, worth picking Chris, up. The Kane, when he first unmasked, does it have like the fucked up haircut? Or is it yep. bald? Fucked up like haircut. Oh, okay, cool. Does it yep. come with an RVD figure, too? And his face is all dirty, too. Uh, does not come with an RV, RVD figure. Thank God. That's <laughs> pretty much the only two worth picking up on that line are, um, in my opinion, are the Beth Phoenix and the Kane. Uh, there's also a debut Kofi Kingston in his Jamaican ring attire. <laughs> uh, so you, you can pretend that Kofi has a Jamaican accent again. <laughs> or you could be like Triple H and just be like, aren't you Jamaican? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So also saw more, <laughs> also revealed more of the WWE Masters of the Universe line. Um, we've got a Hulk Hogan and a Stone Cold Steve Austin coming, as well as a what's being dubbed Rattlesnake, Rattlesnake Mountain uh, ring, which is inspired by, of course, um, Skeletor's Hangout Snake Mountain. So that look, those actually look pretty cool. Uh, FTC Figures Toy Company showed off their Alex Wright um, render of his ring attire and his face sculpt again. This is by far one of the best figures as far as face sculpting goes that Figures Toy Company has shown off in a long ass time. So hopefully they uh, the final product looks as good as what the uh, the prototype images look like. And that uh, uh, Snake Mountain is not to be confused with Space Mountain, <laughs> <laughs> or Spl- or Splash Mountain, which is getting rebranded to Princess and Frog. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! <laughs> uh, let's see, Jeremy Padauer, who of course heads up the Wicked Cool Toys Jazzwares, um, in charge of the AEW line, revealed some uh, sneak previews of Orange Cassidy. And yes, folks, you will be able to pose Orange Cassidy with his hands in his 
pockets. Man, fuck that guy and his action figure. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking too oh, close man. capacity. <laughs> I'm excited. And other people are too. Carl's just a hater. He's not a big yep. fan of uh, freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy because <laughs> he puts his hands in his pockets. <laughs> Carl feels about have, Orange did, Cassidy how I do about Sticky Dice. Does he come? Uh, does he come with like a simply orange juice? <laughs> uh, they didn't really show that much. <laughs> and uh, finally, running out, <laughs> rounding out the points of articulation. Um, Jazzwares Wicked Tool, Wicked Cool Toys announced the UFC Limited Edition Ultimate Series, um, which is up on Ringside Collectibles now for pre-order. Um, that will have Conor McGregor. Uh, Daniel Cormier, Donald Cerrone, who also have a chase variant in white shorts. <laughs> it's Cerrone. <laughs> Cerrone, whatever. I don't care. Yeah, I'll it's Cerrone. So, I know. I thought I was going to ask you. Do you just want me to say these names? <laughs> yeah, wait till I get to the last one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. That's fine. Just say Khabib. Everyone knows who that is. All you yeah, do is say I know by Khabib. Don't even try to say his last name. Khabib. Yeah, you don't have to say his last name. Just say Khabib. <laughs> Nirmagamdev. <laughs> Nirmagamdev. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Who knows? Uh, John Jones, Max Holloway, and Khabib. So those yeah. will be the uh, the figures. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. Lineup, I might so. get I might get a John Jones because John Jones is fucking yeah. awesome. You gonna get a uh, John Jones, Chris? I mean, Chris. Uh, uh, get... I might, dude. It depends on how these figures look. I might get some of them. I there are some leaked images of the Conor McGregor, and it actually looks pretty cool. I'm sure so it looks like they're. Was that? I was, I'll say which. Like, is, it, is UFC attired or? Uh... Uh, it's UFC. Oh, okay. Thanks. They're all UFC branded figures, so. Um, but it looks pretty cool. It looks like it'll have the same articulation as the um, AEW figures. Um, I'm assuming they'll probably use a lot of the same molding and stuff for them. So. Nice. It's uh, really like cool. a Floyd Mayweather, so you can have him beat up Conor, Conor McGregor. They should make a Legends line. And I'll buy a Kimbo Slice. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, they hey, do that. Hey, Gary. They'll end up doing like a fucking... Uh, they'll do some stupid shit. I wouldn't want Hey, Garrett. The I John see. Jones comes with like a little baggie of cocaine. I'm sure it does. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it does. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> All right, so that's going to round out points of articulation. I bet Cormier comes with a your boring sign. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, man. Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) So so that's the points of articulation. Um, Trivia this week. Who wants to do trivia? Uh, nobody. Nobody. Carl, can do it. I can. I can, I can read it. it if you want. Me to. <laughs> Go ahead. All right. Trivia. Who is the only wrestler to have three consecutive pinfall victories over the immortal Hulk Hogan? If you answered Billy Kidman, you're a smart motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, and the trivia question for next week is true or false? Rowdy Roddy Piper, not it. Get confused with Rowdy Ronda. Has never, <laughs> has never completed, completed, <laughs> completed in a, in a <laughs> never completed <laughs> a full season of WWE. Now I'm getting, uh, never competed in a match at SummerSlam. So what if you guys, because you guys have the answer right in front of you, but yeah, in all honesty, would you ever think that Piper has never competed in a match at SummerSlam? Well, let's answer it to next week, Chris. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like, true or false. Like, like that's what yeah, it is. Like, so. I mean, it is what it is, but we'll answer it next week. We'll give our answer. Yeah. Oh, definitely. <laughs> so, just, just think uh, about it. Think about it. All right. Yeah. Tell the people at home, think about it. All right. So, you ready, Garrett? Yeah, I wrote them like five minutes ago. (laughs) (laughs) I had, so, okay. I'll be honest. I had them down, but I didn't like have them together and I didn't have like the matches out. So, I like rewrite them. And then I had to do winners (laughs) and stuff. So, like, I didn't have it all done. (laughs) But yes, I'm ready. And it is your turn to go first. I went first last week. For sure. All right. Mm. So we got our week four. This is our pay-per-view. So pay-per-views both have have five matches. And I think we should probably reverse that and have the shows have five matches and the pay-per-view be seven. It just seems yeah, to make probably. Sense. Probably. <laughs> but um, all right. So uh my show opens up with a US title match with Luchasaurus uh taking on Trevor Murdoch. Uh, Trevor Murdoch retains after hitting the ace of spades on Luchasaurus. All right. So my opening match is a number one contender ladder match for the universal title. And it sees uh, Cody Rhodes versus Cesaro versus Sheamus versus Velveteen Dream versus Mustafa Ali versus Mansoor. And Cesaro knocks Cody off the ladder to secure the number one contendership. Would you put, like, your whole uh, roster in that match? <laughs> pretty much. I'm, I'll go with Garrett on that one. That's shut, good. shut your mouth. <laughs> yeah, I used probably my whole roster for the pay-per-view. <laughs> I know I did. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. So, my next match is for the... Raw Tag Team Championship. It's the Good Brothers, Gallows and Anderson taking on Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish of the Undisputed Era. Um, Undisputed Era retains after Eli Drake distracts Gallows, allowing Fish and O'Reilly to hit Chasing the Dragon. Nice. Uh, So, my match two is also for the tag titles. And it sees the Gorgeous Gods versus Benjamin and Moose. And believe it or not, Benjamin and Moose actually pick up the win and become the new champs. Ooh, look at that. Look at that. So I see Garrett trying to play to my likings, giving Kelton Benjamin a title. <laughs> he knows it's one of my favorite wrestlers. But the only problem I have with his show so far is 
How is that match supposed to live to a ladder match that this happened before? Okay. So I'm gonna go. See, this is, I'm gonna go this, with uh, Chris. Okay, but see, that's the thing. You can't keep it going the whole time. You gotta have that like really big match, and you gotta catch your breath. So you got this like you know little catch your breath match, and then you got that really big match, and then you catch your little breath match. <laughs> you know? That's yeah, that's where you throw in like a jobber match. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, I only have fucking five matches, so I mean, next time do seven. You know, well, I, think we'll, like... I think we'll change our pay per views to seven and the weekly shows to five. <laughs> Seems to make more sense. Mm-hmm. All right, so next I've got a promo from the debuting Jay Lethal. Makes his way to the ring, says he's come to Raw for one thing, and that's the WWE Championship, and he's putting everyone on notice. He's interrupted by Heath Slater, who tells him he needs to start at the back of the line and proceeds to challenge Lethal. Uh, Lethal accepts the match. Going to the singles match, Jay Lethal picks up the win on Slater with the Lethal Injection. All right, so my match three is my women's elimination chamber match. Which sees Rhea Ripley versus Natalia versus Lita versus Dakota Kai versus Allison K versus Alexa Bliss. And Alexa Bliss escapes the chamber barely with her title. Woo! Woo! Damn, Garrett, you got a lot, That's a lot of ass. That's a lot of ass in that match, Carl. I just need you to know. You got a lot of ass in that match. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that's a tough one because we do have the, the the debut of like one of my other favorite wrestlers, Jay Lethal. Yeah, but he's wrestling Heath Slater. Yeah, he is wrestling Heath Slater. What, what's right. wrong with Heath Slater? <laughs> Heath Slater puts on good matches. He does. He does. He's entertaining. He does. <laughs> but that that is a lot of booty though, and <laughs> I want to go with Elimination Chamber. <laughs> I like Ooh, it. Man. Here, you're <laughs> killing me. <laughs> I told you I was going out in this pay per view, dude. <laughs> All right. So, my next match is a, another men's singles match, uh, which pits AJ Styles against Eli Drake. Um, Eli Drake picks up the win over Styles with the gravy train after and O'Reilly tried to get involved in the match. Gallus and Anderson come out to even things up, and the distraction from the brawl um, is what causes Styles to lose. So my match four is my IC title match, which sees Hangman Adam Page versus Tommaso Ciampa. And... Adam Page hits a buckshot lariat to retain his title. Um, this is kind of tough. Uh, I mean, I thought Chris was going to win it like super duper hands down. Uh, AJ Styles, Eli Drake. Um, you know, like if the, them having a classic match would probably be better than the. Uh, having uh, Fish and O'Reilly and Gallus and Anderson interfere, but I don't know. I still like it. I'm going with Styles and Drake. All right. All right. And that plays into the next match, which is the WWE Championship 
championship match, which pits Finn Balor defending against the number one contender, Adam Cole, baby. Uh, Balor retains after hitting the coup de gras on Cole. But after the match, Undisputed Era hits the ring and attacks Balor until Styles, Gallows, and Anderson try to make the save. Eli Drake hits the ring wearing an Undisputed Era shirt. Whoa. whoa, whoa Rocking whoa. a steel right. chair. Immediately lays out Gallows and Anderson as the rest of UE takes out Balor and Styles. Cole, Fish, O'Reilly, and Drake stand tall after the smoke clears and the dust settles. And we close out the show. Oh, damn it, Gary. Boom. All right. So something, buddy. My match five is my men's elimination chamber, which sees Nick Aldis versus Kenny Omega versus Ricky the Dragon Steamboat versus Seth Rollins versus Kota Ibushi versus Roddy Strunk. And your boy, Kenny Omega, wins with the V-Trigger on Steamboat. The last two left to become the new Universal Champion. Man, 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 man. Oh, y'all make it so tough on me, dude. <laughs> Why you gotta make it so tough? Hmm. I kind of, I kind of like this the storyline that Chris has set up here. Um, I like Omega getting the title. Um, one of my favorite. Re- I, I then said this like five times this preview already. One of my favorite wrestlers. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I like Omega getting the title here. Um, but, I don't know, looking at the, the structure of both people's pay-per-views, I think Garrett kind of, you had too much going on, buddy. Like, you, you got me going into the ladder match. Then we had the women's elimination chamber match. And then now we have a men's elimination chambers match with, like, multiple contestants. Uh I gave you the women's because all that ass, but that's a lot of dick <laughs> in the goddamn ring right there, buddy. <laughs> so I'm going to oh go with Chris. <laughs> all right. Well, that means I lose. So that means you get to change one of my legend pigs. Uh, hey, you should be glad you're off to touch dicks with Chris. That would have been awkward. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, so yes, you get to change one of my uh, one of my legends. You can think about it and pick it next week. Who's your uh, woman's legend, Lita? Yes. Yeah. And then uh, Steamboat, Ricky Dragon Steamboat. Steamboat mm. Yep. Those are both pretty solid legends. That's gonna be hard for me to pick to replace one of those, but I'll do mm. it. Whew, right. I get to swap out. I get to swap out a member of my roster. Yes, you oh, do. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. I might, I might have to pick. I might have to pick somebody that Garrett never heard before. That way, he has to look them up. Oh, I will. <laughs> I'll do. Some, I'll do some research. You know, figure some stuff out. You know, stuff like that. Oh like, man, you're gonna you're gonna end up with like Esty Jones. <laughs> it's like he's Barry Windham. <laughs> All right. Oh, special delivery Jones, Garrett. That's who you're ending up with. Oh, man. Who's this, who's this ravishing recruit guy? 
I actually know who that is. Shush. <laughs> as a wrestler or as a manager? Uh, I've seen him wrestle. Oh, you seen him wrestle? Okay, I mm. thought he was going back to like DX when he was the manager of DX. No, no, I've seen him wrestle. I've watched old stuff before, but like I haven't watched a lot. Should give him the Repo Man. Oh God, hey, Repo Man. <laughs> <laughs> give him Typhoon. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So on that note, that's going to wrap us up this week. So thank you all for listening. Um, As always, uh, be sure to follow us on social media again. uh, Twitter, WrestleGunnPod with one D. Instagram, WrestleGunnPod with two Ds. Facebook.com, WrestleGunnPodcast with one D. Um, Email us at AskWrestleGun at gmail.com. Got our friends at the Chick Foley Show. Uh, the run-in podcast, two great shows to help you fill up the rest of your time when you're not listening to us. And, of course, the Major Wrestling Figure podcast, which is, you know, what we all listen to anyway. So definitely be sure to give those guys a a listen as well and a follow, subscribe, all that fun stuff. Um, if you are listening to us on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and give us that five-star rating. Help us get a little bit more exposure, get us up there. If you do rate us on Apple Podcasts and you hit us with that five-star rating, rate and review, screenshot it, tag us in it on Twitter. Um, we'll get in contact with you as well. Uh, we'll send you, I got some, uh, got some stickers. Stickers to send out to people. Some nice, awesome Russell Getting Podcast logoed stickers. So if you'd like a sticker, go ahead and do that. And we'll get in touch with you and get all the information to go ahead and get those sent out to you as well. So, on that note, Garrett, theme of the week, what you got? All right. So, I actually need both of your help. So, I have two songs. One of them is fucking hilarious. Like, I died laughing listening to this song. The other one is really, really good, and I'm sure Carl will be so surprised that I actually wanted this song. Regardless of which one you pick, I will tell you what the other one is. But I want to know which one you want. Do you want the funny is, one or do you want the good one? Is one of them with my baby tonight? No, neither of them. <laughs> then I don't care. <laughs> All right, Carl. Which one do you want me to do? You want me to do the really funny one or you want the really good one? We're going to go with the really funny one, and it better be really fucking funny, dude. Don't let it down on this shit. <laughs> All right. You got one job. Pick a fucking song. Okay. It better be funny. <laughs> All right. This week's theme of the week is going to be, uh, it's going to be, uh, <laughs> it's going to be Outback Jack's theme song. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wonderful. <laughs> I couldn't even get it out. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm just thinking about this song. It's so fucking funny. Oh, <sighs> Outback Jack. Oh, Outback man, Jack bro. theme song. So uh, if you want to know what the really good one is, uh, I uh, started listening to some theme songs, and I just like kind of just hit it a little bit, you know, started listening to it. 
and it was uh, WCW Vampiro's theme was the really good one. Uh, Which one? Yeah. Uh, well, because he said uh, he had like three. Well, this one says Destroyer under it, so I, I would say that one if that if that helps. Destroyer is that? I don't know. know. Here, let me play. Uh, I could fucking. I don't know. This is gonna help. I don't know. We could talk about it later. Because he had one. I don't want to it. I don't. It doesn't say. It just says WCW Vampiro theme, and I know it's pretty heavy. Huh. And then it says like Destroyer in like comments. Yeah, it's Destroyer by the Wolf Music. Is literally what it says. So yeah. Uh, okay, one. so it's probably the uh, his original theme then. Yep, pretty badass. I liked it. But uh, it's not the uh, end of the week. It's not it. No, that's that's cool. Uh, but... Super funny ass one that you guys are gonna hear. <laughs> Outback Jack. Outback Jack. <sighs> I don't 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 laugh too hard when you listen to it because it is. Yeah, actually, he had, uh, he had like six different freaking themes for WCW. <laughs> Did he? <laughs> yeah, I found a seventh one. So, um, yeah, he had like Insane Clown Posse did the theme for him. Um, the Misfits. So he had quite a few. Like notable notable uh, bands do the music for them. Nice. Okay. Awesome. So Outback Jack is our theme song of the week. So we will leave you with that. Um, on that note, thank you all for listening. This is episode forty of the Wrestling Guy Podcast. We are getting ever so close to episode fifty-two. We're the cool MVP. We got big things popping, little things stopping. Episode fifty-two is going to be a fun one. Got some uh, some announcements on that. So yes, thank you all for listening. On behalf of myself, Chris the Heat Matthews, Garrett G Money Bun, and the Tennessee Jesus Carl Crossland, thank you all for listening. We will catch you guys next week for episode forty nine. Later, Marks. The name is Arn Cassidy. Fuck you. Cranberry juice is better. Special with vodka, bitch. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Oh my god. (laughs) Van Damme rules. Steven Seagal sucks. (laughs) Tan me hard when I'm dead. Fred, tan me hard when I'm dead. So we tanned his hide when he died, what? And that's it, hanging on the shed all together now. Time he kangaroo down, spot. Time he kangaroo down. Time he kangaroo down, spot. Time he kangaroo down all together now. Time he kangaroo down, spot. Time he kangaroo down. Time he kangaroo down, spot. Time he kangaroo down. <laughs>